welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today I want to talk a little bit about being a revolutionary versus just sitting down and uh, living out a peaceful life. And we want to ask in question, is there uh, a specific time we want to be bold and be out and be a revolutionary? And is there time we want to just sit back, speak the truth, and do what is right before the eyes of God? These are good questions to ask. And uh, I was actually brought to this, this thinking uh, in our Bible study again this week. I know I keep on pulling topics from Bible study, but uh, hey, it's fascinating. What can I say? And uh, we were looking around in Matthew 12, and there's this one particular verse, which is actually a, a quote from Isaiah. So Matthew 12, 20, a battered reed he will not break off, a smoldering wick he will not put out until he leads justice to victory. Now that's a small portion of what I, uh, of a quote, longer quote from Isaiah there in Matthew 12. But what I liked about that particular quote is he, it, it kind of shows meekness, humbleness. I remember first understanding what the term meek means. The, the best definition for meekness is power under control. And I was at the circus and probably no doubt there were some PETA activists outside handing out whatever. And, um, I'm watching these guys though, and they had they weren't clowns, they're like acrobats maybe, and they they come out and uh, they're all dressed in black and they're doing weird stuff like climbing up the these sheer steel pillars, and it's like these guys here could come up to you and just snap your neck in half, but they're being so slow and so calculated in their movements that they look almost like weakness and that is Christ we have to understand Christ had the ultimate authority he is the one person who walked the earth who literally could take the mountain from over there and make it the mountain over there but he never did remember they they come to arrest him and Peter draws his sword ah you know and he's like put that thing away he says do you not realize I could have I, I could summon 12 leagues of angels. That's like 144,000. I will remind you that it was one angel that went through the camp of Assyria and slayed 185,000 of them in one night. One angel. Just one. He could summon 144,000 of them in a heartbeat if he wanted to. That's called meekness. He's got the ultimate power, but he's going to let them do what they want. So getting back to this verse in Matthew 12, 20, a battered reed he will not break off. Walking through the woods, I, I'm kind of in a woodsy-like area here, a little park in the woods out here, and you walk through the woods, you might see a tree branch with a, that's been broken off and it's just kind of dangling there, and you might just be tempted, like, yeah, just pull that thing down. Well, that's that broken reed he will not break off. He's not going to grab that one thing that's already broken and just break it off. In other words, modern translation. He's not going to sit there and yell at you for every little thing. That's how I interpret that. He says a smoldering wick he will not put out. You burn a candle, you go to put it out. It's smoldering. And I don't want the smoke to build up, so I, you know, put it out. That's a smoldering wick. I will put it out. I look at this and say, he's talking here about people who are preaching wrong things. You know, as much as I'm not a fan of the church growth movement, as much as I certainly am not a fan of the health and wealth gospels, our battle is not necessarily to shut them all down. Our battle is merely to preach the truth. 
And so when you get this verse, and we had this long discussion surrounding this, a battered reed he will not break off, a smoldering wick he will not put out until he leads justice to victory. So it asks this question, was Jesus a revolutionary? I mean, Jesus is the ultimate rebel and rock star. I think that was, was it Kenny Cravas or Lenny Cravas, whatever that uh, heretical, um, crazy musician happens to be who professes to be a Christian and lives his life completely like he's not. Um, you get you get guys like that, you know, Jesus is the ultimate rock star and rebel. You know, was Jesus out there being a rebel rouser, specifically doing things, or was he just preaching the truth? And, and in our discussion, we had a lot of ideas thrown out. Uh, one gentleman in our group suggested and said, well, look at, the, look at the temple. He drives people out of the temple. He goes into the temple. He fastens a, a, a whip of cords and, and chases those moneylenders out of the temple. The zeal. There's a prophecy about that. The zeal for my father's house will overwhelm me is the prophecy probably quoted in Matthew at that point because Matthew does tie in a lot of those Old Testament prophecies. So we have examples like this. We have examples, look in Matthew 23, the woes to the Pharisees. We did a whole series on the woes to the Pharisees. And he is being bold and, and upfront in this, the woes to the Pharisees. And this is one of these factors that, uh, that we start to see. But all, a lot of the time, he's just sitting here throwing out these nuggets of truth that people, they're offensive to some people. I think that that's better how we're supposed to be. We're not out there, we're not supposed to be out here to cause this giant revolution. We are not going to change the way of the world. Now, should we bring attention to it? I think we should. I think what's going on, a lot of these COVID restrictions is, I think this is the, the beginning of the one world order that's Scripture says is going to come. Do we want to be complicit in it? Obviously not. Do we want to take a bold stand against it? Uh, we probably won't succeed. But maybe in quiet private conversations, we throw out the uh, we throw out the nuggets of truth. We send some people our way, and that is really the way truth best works. I'm not going to get out there and be bold. I'm not going to be a revolutionary. I'm going to change everything. But in the small scope of the world here, I'm going to say no. This is right. This is wrong. I'm going to choose to do what's right. So the other discussion we came up, the, the other idea we came up with was in Daniel. So remember, Daniel is taken captive as about a 15-year-old. And so he is taken captive and taken to Babylon. And the Babylonian king's like, hey, grab all of the best youths from the captives and train them up in the way of the Chaldeans. And so they're going to put them on the king's diet, you know, and, and most of these guys are like, oh man, these guys are like the pagans all the way. They're like, yeah, man, we get the king's food. How many of those guys were full of lack of humility? They were full of pride. I get to eat at the king's table. I get the best wines, the best meats, the best everything. Here's Daniel going, no, I, I just can't do that. Let me just go ahead and do what's right. And he didn't make this big stand. He didn't stand up on a soapbox. Everybody, these they're indoctrinating us into paganism. No. In fact, it was a private conversation, if you remember. He pulls out the uh, he pulls out the uh, the eunuch in charge of this, and I do forget his name, but he pulls him out privately. He pulls him out privately and says to him, Hey, you know, I, I really can't do this. And uh, let me find the verse here. 
Okay, so here in Daniel 1.8, uh, Daniel made up his mind that he would not defile himself with the king's choice food with wine with which he drank. So he sought permission from the commander of the, uh, of the officials that he might not defile himself. And God granted Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the commander. And the commander of the officials, and basically the commander, we're not going to read, read all of it here. The commander of the officials is like, dude, if you do this and you look weaker than everybody else, the king's going to, you know, uh, we don't want to do that. Daniel's like, no, no, just a little test, just for a few days. This is all a private conversation. This isn't him being a revolutionary. This is just him saying, I'm going to do what is right. I'm going to do what is true. And I am not going to worry about all of the other odds and ends surrounding everything. I'm not going to go there and change what you're doing. And that is really what we should be doing ourselves. Pagans are going to be pagans, people. Pagans are going to be pagans. All right? With that, we have to understand our task is not to convince a bunch of dead people to live like we do. Our task is to live quietly in the life of Christ so that by our nature, by our gentle conduct, we may win souls for Christ. That's in fact what Paul uh, says in, uh, I think it's in 1 Corinthians, I think it's in 1 Corinthians 7 maybe. Um, I didn't pull the exact verse out here, but he's talking about, about marriage and divorce. He's like, hey, if you're, all, if, if, if you're a wife and you've come to Christ and your husband is still a pagan, don't seek a divorce. Be gentle, be quiet, and do nothing more than be faithful to the Lord. And by your conduct, you may win your husband for Christ. That is really what our, what our task is. So as we are looking around into the world and we start looking around, we don't need to be revolutionaries. We don't need to be bold and into the whole world's face necessarily. We need to quietly do what is right and what is true, not defiling our conscience, always doing the next right thing. That is our task as Christians. So I love that little section there, and uh, we, are, we, got, we got an 11-minute video on one little verse from Matthew, but uh, that's really the, the thing we need to do. So uh, keep that in mind. We don't need to be a revolutionary. We just need to privately and quietly go about, do the next right thing according to the, according to the Word of God, and then by that, we will influence, we will plant those small seeds, we will encourage and empower others to do the same, and we will encourage and empower others to seek the peace and the truth that is within us. So we'll go ahead and leave it here today. Thanks for watching this Daily Walk. Have a look over the website, rwalkingchrist.com, for a variety of books and resources and other things. Thanks for watching, and we will see you in next time. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.